He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you. Uh, uh, we're uh, coming to you live from my mobile penthouse uh, studio in downtown Austin, Texas, also known as the People's Republic of Austin. I'm looking over at the Pink Dome and that beautiful lady standing up at the at the top of it, and uh, the crowds are gathering up here today. It's inauguration day for the for the governor and the lieutenant governor, so there's all kinds of dressed-up people and children and folks running around here. And uh, it's just the beginning of the session. Uh, we're a week into the session. Uh, you may or may not know that Texas uh, legislature meets once every two years for 140 days. And uh, so that is what we're doing. It's every odd-numbered year. The session started a week ago, and the countdown has begun. So looking forward to speeches from the governor and lieutenant governor today. We'll see what they have to say, um, find out really kind of what their priorities are. And uh, then, of course, we'll go down the checklist and see if their priorities line up with the Republican priorities, the Republican Party of Texas priorities. Um, I want to point you, uh, if you did not listen to yesterday's program, I want to point you to the Hill Country Patriot, hillcountrypatriot.com. Don't put the in front of it. I make that mistake every time. Hillcountrypatriot.com. And go back and find yesterday's podcast for this program. I interviewed Matt Rinaldi, who is the the chair of the Republican Party of Texas, and uh, it was it's so nice to uh, have a chair who is uh, so far working with the grassroots and uh, just doing so far doing a great job in leadership. And really, I think his goal, Mr. Rinaldi, is to hold Republicans accountable to that name here in the Capitol. And uh, that that is where the grassroots is going to be working with Mr. Rinaldi. One of the things he said in the interview yesterday, and that uh, he, my wife and several people reiterated to me yesterday, was we have an amazing grassroots uh, movement a conservative grassroots uh, group in the state of Texas. And uh, whether or not Mr. Rinaldi was, you know, just using the old Texas, we're better than everybody line, but uh, he said we're the best in the whole country. So I think that's what you're always supposed to say about Texas. But we do have an amazing grassroots organizations. In fact, this morning, uh, before I even woke up, I was already getting texts from some of the other liberty-minded organizations that are also coming up to the Capitol during this legislative session. And our friends in the Hill Country, we are all an hour and a half, I think maybe most, maybe two hours, maybe if you're coming from way out there uh, west of Ingram somewhere, it might be close to a two-hour drive for you. But compared to our friends in Amarillo or Tyler or El Paso or Beaumont or, or these other parts of the state where 
going to the Capitol in Austin and being part of the solution and bringing information to your legislators, um, that is, for us, it's a relatively easy task. I can drive over here in the morning, on a, get up early on a, a, a morning, and be down here at the Capitol before business gets started, before committee meetings start, and um, then uh, by the end of the day, unless it's one of those crazy uh, uh, committee hearings, which we have a few of them every year, where they go till three or four in the morning. But for the most part, those of us in the Hill Country can get over to the Capitol in the morning and uh, get home in the evening. And uh, so it is, uh, I think we have an obligation as grassroots, as conservatives in the Hill Country and in Central Texas. And that's all of you who are listening on the terrestrial signal, everybody, that you can participate, get over to the Capitol and, and be a part of be a part of what our government is all about. It's self-governance. That's what it's all about. And so very often our leaders kind of forget that. I say leaders. Our servants who we've hired to represent us up here at uh, in Austin as well as in Washington, sometimes they just kind of, uh, they just kind of forget that they work for us. And so in a very polite and, and, and loving manner, uh, I come up to the Capitol on a regular basis, go into their offices and talk to them about what bills they have written, what, um, what, what they're promoting, what they're pushing, what committees they're on, how can we help. And uh, I just I think we have an obligation in Central Texas. Folks, the time is here. We're, I'm going to go over some of the uh, things that are going to be considered in this legislative session. I've had people recently tell me that um, it's too late. There's nothing we can do about this. The, the, the ball is already rolling down the hill. It's gained so much momentum, we can't stop it. And you can apply that to whatever, time, whatever subject you want to, the sexualization of our children, um, just right on down the list to lower property taxes, can we turn the clock back on any of these things? And I say, yes, absolutely we can, but it requires your engagement, requires your involvement. And even if you cannot make it the trip, the physical trip up to the Capitol, when we talk on the radio and say, hey, we uh, need you to make some phone calls today, or if you get a text or an email from the Fredericksburg Tea Party or We the People, Liberty in Action, or, or the, the Kerrville Patriots, the Kerr County Patriots, if, if you get a text or an email or a phone call from them and they say, please just make a phone call for us. Folks, making a phone call is so easy. And calling up to your representative's office, first of all, they're going to be friendly to you on the phone because that's their job. So they're going to answer the phone and say, good morning, how are you, what can we do for you? And so it's not an angry phone call. And so it's real simple. Usually you just have to make a statement like, well, I'm calling Mr. Murr's office today because I understand he's on such and such committee, and they're going to be hearing this and that and the other bill, and I would like for him to consider um, you know, voting no on this bill or voting yes on this bill, making sure it gets out of committee or making sure it doesn't get out of committee. Just real simple things. And listen, folks, they don't argue with you. 
it's not like a uh, some kind of CNN uh, broadcast where they've got the left and the right up there and they're all screaming and yelling at each other. No, when you call these offices, if you've got that script or the, the whatever it is you want to talk to them about, they're not going to argue with you. They're not going to fight you. They're not going to they're they're going to say say thank you very much for calling. We'll let Mr. Murr know about that. And you know, all those calls are logged. They all of that's written down unlike visitors to uh, the our president's uh, a private residence. Um those phone calls all get logged written down and your representative will know and will have heard from you that you know Mr. Murr or or Miss Troxclair we had, you know, 75 calls today, and all but two of them were in favor of bills such and such. That that is, those things make a difference. And you and so, if you can't go to the Capitol, then when we make a call to you for when we send you an email or a text, um, follow through with it. Help us out here. And uh, so, a lot of ways you can keep in touch. If you go to liatx. L-I-A-T-X dot com. Um, that will give you the Liberty in Action, We the People Liberty in Action uh, website for uh, that group in Kerrville. If you go to FredericksburgTeaParty.org, that will give you all the contact information. But what you want to do is sign up for newsletters and sign up for text servicing, especially during the legislative session. The text servicing, this text service is a big, big deal during the legislative session. Folks, we're going to take a short break, but since we're going to be hearing so many speeches today, so much speechifying, I thought I'd come up with uh, Ben Franklin, a words of wisdom from Ben Franklin about uh, speechifiers. So let's see, where did I, I thought I had this, here it is, oh yeah, here it goes. Here comes the orator with his flood of words and his drop of reason. A flood of words and just a wee little tiny drop of reason. And I think uh, Lieutenant Dan and our Governor Abbott uh, will probably do a whole lot better than that. Folks, we are going to take a short break, and um, we'll be right back. You're listening to your information station in the Hill Country. Stay tuned. Rhinos hate him. I mean, out, come out wherever you are. He's Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. Ain't nothing like the real thing, The Hill Country Patriot. All right. Thank you so so much uh, for sticking around, and um, I know I'm not supposed to say that, but it just comes right out of my mouth. I mean, what are, where are you going to go during the break, right? So, um, but uh, we appreciate all our listeners, everyone that sponsors us, everybody that tunes in every day. I am convinced that our audience is growing. I get more and more texts and, uh, and emails and stuff daily and more reactions to my programs uh, uh, daily. And so I really appreciate you telling folks about this program, about the Matt Long Show, and uh, where you can pick it up online or live on the air, because we are your Texas, we are your information station. And uh, so that's what we're here to do. So I'm down at the Capitol today, and I've got some information for you. 
first of all, everybody, everybody and their dog wants something out of the Texas legislators. When they come up here for 140 days, there is a long line of everyone from uh, from paid lobbyists and uh, to all the way down to, and I shouldn't even say down, but all the way across to us citizens who are not paid and possibly going into debt or spending money we don't have to come up to the Capitol and uh, spend the day up here trying to influence our legislators. But everybody's got something in mind that they want or they want to stop or they want to start. Um, the, it's, um, the, the Texas Grand Old Party, the Republican Party of Texas, has its own um, set of priorities, and we have been talking about those and uh, the possibilities of them getting passed. One of the priorities had to do with making sure we did not get any Democrats as chairman in the committees in a state that is controlled by Republicans. Now, a lot of people are saying that that opportunity to stop that is already over. It is not already over. This is not already over. You can the, 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 you can still make a difference in this. The committees have not been chosen. It'll probably be two to three weeks before the committees are chosen, and that's up to Dade Phelan, the Speaker of the House. And I'm going to give you his number here a couple of times, and so because we want you to call his office and just leave a message and just say, um, please pass the message on to Speaker Phelan that we do not want Democrats holding committee chairs. You don't have to be nasty. You don't have to be anything. They're going to answer the phone. By the way, they're used to getting this call. They're keeping account of these calls. That is important to them. So here's the first time I'm going to give you the number. It's 512-463-1000. 512-463-1000. And that will get you to Dade Phelan's office where you can call and leave a message for him. And remind them that we want the Republican Party of Texas priorities to get prioritized. You know, it's pretty simple. Just prioritize these things for us. And uh, so that that's what we're asking, and it should be a simple ask. And uh, we want to, one of the other things that the Republican Party of Texas wants to prioritize is to stop the sexualization of our children. This has got to stop. And listen, I, this is one of these things where I don't want to come on the air and talk about the same thing every day and, uh, because you would stop listening. And so it's when there's something that really bothers me and I come on and it's like, well, I want to talk about this today and I talked about it yesterday. I'm going to keep talking about this because we must have some movement on this. We must no longer be perceived as the minority. You know, that's what Tara is running up against with the school district in Fredericksburg, is they're telling her she's in the minority, that only a few people want to stop this gross sexualization of our, of our children. And, and they're telling us she's just a, uh, she's just a, the, yeah, she's just a, a minority. Folks, she will remain a minority if you don't go stand next to her or come up to the Capitol and stand next to me. 
you know, when this first came up, it was three legislative sessions before. And I've told this story numerous times, but it bears repeating over and over that when we stood before the Senate committee on on um, on uh, girl men being able to use the women's bathroom, it was the the famous bathroom act. Um, we were outnumbered at the legislature four hundred to eleven. I'm not making those numbers up. Those were the numbers. Those were exactly how many people testified in favor of this. You know, let the boys pee in the girls' room. There were over four hundred of them. There were 11 of us um, speaking against it. And so when you're sitting up in the panel, you may be thinking to yourself, let's say you're a senator, a good Christian senator, and you know this is wrong, and yet you're elected to, you know, maybe represent your people, and you're a little bit, you're not quite sure where you stand on this, and I think anybody that's not sure where they stand on this has got some bigger issues. But let's just say that's the situation you're in. And there's 400 people voting this direction or, or speaking in this direction and 11 speaking the other. What kind of message do you, are you supposed to take out of that? And so these are the things that make it so important that you become engaged one way or another. And so just to keep on this, just a few more, few more minutes in this segment, the um, – the libraries, by the way, if your local librarian is getting is all excited about their their trip to uh, Louisiana this year, you know the American Library Association is going to be having their big uh, their big um, 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 national convention coming up, and 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 so librarians, you know, just like if you're the you know I don't know if you're the golf caddy, the national convention of golf caddies. You know, it's a lot of fun. You go and you participate. And so the librarians, they're going to be excited about going up to this. And wait until you see what the agenda is on this year's, on this year's library, American Library Association um, conference, national conference. If you'll go to the Texas Scorecard, texasscorecard.com, you'll see this, uh, the, yeah, the picture right in the middle will immediately draw your attention. It's Drag Queen Story Hour. And, uh, of course, the uh, library conference this year, the American uh, Library Association, their big focus this year is going to be on LGBTQ and CRT. And uh, they're very, they're not even, they're not even trying to hide it or anything. There are workshops that uh, refer to, you know, a story hour even in the South, library story hour even in the South. And that course, they're telling you, is designed to give you all the legal information you need and all the arguments you need to go back to your small rural town in the country and put a drag show on in your library for children and uh, how to uh, make sure that's all done uh, um, done legally so they're going to have all that uh, all that lined up for you um, one of the guest speakers is going to be from texas that is the uh, yes dallas independent school district has their very own lgbtq plus coordinator uh, mahogany gaston and i'm not sure if uh, mahogany is a he or a she they didn't put the pronouns in the texas scorecard 
um, uh, article. So uh, Mahogany sounds like a drag queen name, um, but uh, Mahogany is actually the coordinator for the school district's LB, LGBTQ plus coordinator. Folks, they are coming after your children. Um, I am not going to stop talking about this because I, this this is do or die this year. I I really believe at the at the legislature this year, if we cannot get a handle on this, it'll be 2025 before we can get back in here. What can happen over the next two years? You know, two years ago this was a simple process. We were just talking about. Uh, we were just talking about transitioning. We were just talking about that, and 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 uh, actually, it was more of uh, men and girls sports, and that's about all we were talking about two years ago. In fact, they even told us that look, you're trying to create a law for something that doesn't even exist yet. Well, here it is, two years later. Everything we were trying to stop by laws two years ago is now here and alive. So, where are we going to be in two years? Where are we going to be when we come back for the 89th legislative session if we haven't dealt with this in this session? What are your schools going to look like? Heaven forbid that in these intervening two years your 13-year-old daughter decides she's really a man and and they secretly at school, which, by the way, uh, TASB, Texas Association of School Board Members, is uh, now telling schools across Texas that they have the legal backing to hide your your child's mental illness from you. If that mental illness is some kind of gender dysphoria, your local school boards are now being told by the Texas Association of School Boards that they can legally hide that from you. So if if that happens over the next two years, where what are we going to do in two years? The time to stop this is now. Um, Ellen Troxclair has already filed a bill on this, and I also have um, the bills that Andy Murr has filed, and I haven't, and please forgive me, Andy, if this is not um, up to date or if I'm missing one, but I don't see any bills that um, Andy Murr has filed going against, uh, uh, going towards this priority of the Texas Republican Party. Um, now, that doesn't mean he's not in on it. Um, not everybody has to file a bill. Usually, if you know someone else is filing a really good bill, don't waste your time. You only got 140 days. So if you wanted to know uh, where Andy Murr, whose bill he was going to stand behind, again, give him a call. Give him a call. You've got his uh, number. It's easy to find. And uh, let me go back. Uh, before we take a break, um, I want to go back and Find the phone number for our Speaker of the House. Are you ready to write it down? You got your big chief tablet and your fat pencil there. Um, Dade Phelan's phone number is 512 463 1000. 512 463 1000. Folks, uh, we're going to take a short break, and when we get back, I'll add another phone number to that. We'll add Ellen phone number and we'll get Andy Murr's office phone number and let you have those. So keep that big chief tablet out, your fat pencil at hand, or if you're driving down the road in your pickup truck, just write these numbers in the dust on your dashboard. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. 
There's more where that came from. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. I'll be back. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back, and uh, once again, I am sitting in my penthouse studio in downtown uh, People's Republic of Austin, and yeah, here the secret is out. My uh, uh, penthouse studio is actually the very last tip-top parking place at the Visitor's Capital parking lot in uh, at the uh, downtown Austin. And so if you come to the Capitol and you go down San Jacinto, um, from 15th, and you go down and then the parking place where all the visitors park uh, for the Capitol, and you go in your big uh, circle all the way up. Let's see, is it? It's a, uh, let's see, how, what, it's a counter, no, it's a clockwise circle. Get all the way top and go up to the very, very tip top last parking place. Got a gorgeous view. Nobody's walking past my truck after they've parked because I got the last spot. And, uh, yeah, you can find me here on Tuesday mornings, most Tuesday mornings. Um, next Tuesday, I will not be here, but it will be one of the few Tuesdays uh, that I am not at the Capitol. And, of course, as we get going deeper into the session when uh, committees start meeting and I'll realize and I'll find out what days the committees are most important to me will be meeting and then I will be coming up on those days. Now I want to come back to that about regular committee meetings. But first, I told you we're going to give you some phone numbers. So I got some phone numbers for you. But you're going, you're about to find out how amazingly simple these numbers are because they are all very similar when you call the Capitol. Are you ready? This is for Dade Phelan's number, Andy Murr's number, and Ellen Troxclair's number, the folks that are our representative in my terrestrial listening area. Dade, of course, is the Speaker of the House. The purpose to call him today is to ask him to not place Democrats in chairs of committees. Um, his number, all of their numbers start with 512, so you can write that down. All three of them, 512. All three of them have 463. So, so far, they're all the same, 512-463. Now, for Dade Phelan, just add 1,000. 512-463-1,000. For Andy Murr, 512-463-0536. Andy Murr again, 0536, 512-463-0536. And Ellen Troxclair, our uh, freshman, uh, rookie, newbie, whatever nickname you want to come up with for her, Ellen Troxclair's office, 512-463, just like the other numbers, 0490, 0490. So those numbers are to get for Dade, for Andy Murr, for Ellen Troxclair, just call them up. Even if you don't have anything to say to them, uh, you know, if you want to call Dade about the, the uh, chairmanships. But, you know, if there's nothing on your mind about Andy Murr or Ellen Troxclair, maybe just give them a call today and say, um, we're praying for you. Uh, we wish you the best. And, um, you know, looking forward to, to seeing you up at the Capitol someday. Just, you know, I'm a constituent and I'm paying attention. 
There's nothing scarier to a representative than constituents who are paying attention. Now, let's uh, get back to committee meetings. So I said uh, a few seconds ago, I said that uh, once the committees are established, then I will be able to decide which days I'm going to come up to the Capitol. First of all, let's narrow it down. The, um, the There is very little business done at the Capitol on Monday or on Fridays. Yeah, I know. It uh, sounds like the ideal job, doesn't it? Uh, come in late on early, late on, come in late on Monday and leave early on Friday. That tends to be what a lot of these guys do. So your most important committee meetings, all your committee meetings, the majority of them are going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. They also, once the committee meets for the first time, um, they will decide on a regular meeting schedule. So, for example, Terry Hall knows that the Transportation Committee always meets on Tuesdays, or it did in last session. And so Terry Hall is always going to come up to the Capitol on Tuesdays um, if she knows that the Transportation Committee meets on Tuesdays. Now, they do that on purpose so that um, it just, you know, regularity. They don't need to have, uh, we'll, we'll meet uh, next Wednesday. Oh, no, we'll meet next Thursday. No, they have regular meeting schedules that can be interrupted by actions on the floor all right, that can be interrupted. But if uh, such and such committee um, is going to meet on Wednesday, it's going to meet on Wednesday all year. Now, the exceptions to that are when you get down toward the end of the uh, the sessions, the end of the time period which committees can meet and 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 do anything. Then there, those schedules may change, but they have to give notice. Um, the very shortest notice, uh, really, they can, uh, under an extreme emergency, they can actually give notice and hold the meeting, the committee meeting, right on the floor in the House, all right? I mean, not even go to the committee meeting. Most of the time, you're going to get three days' notices on the uh, the schedule of the committee and, and what they're going to be hearing. Sometimes you may get two days. You may get just one day notice on a hearing. All of that, as you get closer to the end of the session, all of those things change. But when the committees start meeting, you're, the committee that's important to you or the two committees that are important to you for whatever it is, Bill, you're going to be fighting for or priority you're going to be battling for, those committees will meet regularly on those days. So you can put that in your calendar and say, all right, my group is going to be Tuesday. Well, I can't go every Tuesday, but I can go a couple of Tuesdays uh, during this session. And say your boss says, no, you can't take off every Tuesday and go to the Capitol, but I'll give you three of them this session. Then you can take a look and, and decide when you see what they're going to be, be hearing that day, when the notices go out, and say, all right, this is going to be one of my Tuesdays or one of my Wednesdays. So... That gives you an idea about the committees. Again, they have not been selected. Um, committee members who have seniority um, in committees will get those committees back. All right. Um, I believe that the half of each committee is in the House. Half of each committee is um, offered to the members by seniority. And so they'll come to the senior members in the committee, the top half, and say, 
do you want this committee back? You, you, you'll get it back. All you have to do is say, I want it back. The other half then are assigned randomly or, well, not randomly. They're definitely not randomly. They're assigned by Dade Phelan. And he does have to publish when the committee makeup is uh, published. He does have to put on there if they were seniority members or if they were chosen members. So you can get a pretty good idea of if you look at last year's committees. And uh, if you know, if you know a whole lot of names really well, you can probably get a good idea of at least half the makeup of uh, the committees going into this year. But, um, Again, we won't know the committee makeup till a couple of weeks. And so, again, what I'm asking you to do, Dade Phelan still has the opportunity to make a good decision on placing who are chairs of the committees. He, even though that rule did not pass last week in the Capitol, even though, and we heard um, uh, Matt uh, we heard Matt, uh, yeah, see, I just lost the word. We heard uh, the head of the Republican Party yesterday, uh, we heard him say that there's still two weeks, two or three weeks before those committees are made up. Please call Dade Phelan. going to give you his phone number again. And it's Matt Rinaldi, by the way. Um, Dade Phelan's phone number is just like Andy Murray's phone number and just like Ellen Troxclair's number. They all start 512-463. 512 512- Four six three, Dade Phelan then is one thousand five one two four six three one thousand. Murr is five one two four six three zero five three six. Ellen Troxclair five one two four six three zero four nine zero. You may want to call Ellen Troxclair up, being she's a rookie up here. You may want to call her and say thank you for running. Are you in over your head yet? You know, because they're going to feel like they're drowning for those first couple of weeks. So it wouldn't hurt to call Ellen Troxclair's office, 512-463. Tell her you're praying for her and that uh, if there's anything you can do for her, if you're, you know, if you're a subject matter expert, let your representative know that. Let your representative know that. And uh, that way they can possibly be able to use you and your information your knowledge, your experience, your skills in helping to uh, craft legislation here at the Capitol. Um, Folks, we're going to take a short wee little break, and uh, we'll come back, and uh, we're going to wrap this up. I think we're going to talk about judging something by its fruit, and that's what we're up here to do this session. We're going to judge these folks by their fruit. Some of them have already been producing fruit for many years, and we can pass judgment on them already. Folks, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Find out more about the Fredericksburg Tea Party at fredericksburgteaparty.org. Matt Long, your man on the scene in Austin. Folks, uh, yes, we are on the scene downtown Austin. I'm looking across uh, the parking lot. Some of the uh, uh, conservative citizen activists from uh, the north end of Houston, I just saw them pulling in. Uh, They're here for the day. I'd already gotten in contact uh, this morning. I got a text early this morning from 
Fran Rhodes, who is head of the uh, Texas, oh, she's head of a, uh, um, oh, man, I can't believe this, uh, brain farts this morning, um, True Texas Project. And uh, they have groups uh, all around the state, mostly in the Metroplex. I think they brought three buses down from the Metroplex this past Thursday of Citizens. Um, and she already texted me this morning. Her group is up here today. Um, folks, you can join these numerous different organizations and are groups that are up here. You're not going to be alone. One of the things we do in the Fredericksburg Tea Party, and I know that uh, we, the people, Liberty in Action, will do the same thing. If you join them for a, or us for a day up at the Capitol, we will introduce you to so many people your head will spin. And we'll introduce you to organizations that are fighting towards the same goals that you're fighting for, who've already figured this out and who all, all you got to do is step in beside, beside them and help bear arms for for this legislative session. Um, uh, one of the things you're going to hear um, from your legislator and from your representative, and by the way, these are little tricks of the trade. Um, mo- your legislators, your representatives, very rarely see any single citizen more than once a year. And let me explain that. Um, there are there are days up at the uh, Capitol. So we have... Uh, the real estate day, the insurance day, the uh, health care workers day, the uh, emergency room doctors day. Um, and so what it is, and they'll have all, let's take real estate days. They'll have all the real estate agents will come around. And, of course, you know them. They're going to be putting uh, those little uh, signs, and they're the ones you'll see bringing balloons up to the Capitol. Isn't that how you sell a house with the uh, little uh, balloons on on the corners. But anyway, they come up here for the whole day. So the legislator knows that the only time that he's going to see his particular real estate agent in his hometown or whatever is going to be on that one day. And he also knows, and this is, by the way, these are all sad facts, by the way, very sad facts. He also knows, he or she, representative, also knows uh, not only that you're probably only going to come one day of that year, but you're not going to be really paying attention any of the other time. You're going to tell all your friends, oh, we're going to Austin on Thursday for real estate day. I think there's going to be a cocktail party at five. And so they, they know that you're, you're coming up there for one day. And so the typical questions, yes, they already know the questions you're going to ask. And guess what? They have the answers already. And so if you don't know, if you're not following the system, you might just take their answers at face value and believe them and walk away and come home and say, well, you know, my legislator, he filed, he or she filed a bill on every single one of the Republican Party priorities. That must mean that my uh, representative is right in line with the um, with the with the, the the Republican Party priorities and platform. Now, listen, I'm kind of stumbling around here because I'm looking over here at this black Ford that just they just opened the doors. They're opening a bottle of champagne. Um, yeah, maybe I need to go over to that. No, I don't even drink champagne. But yeah, there uh, there's there's I don't know what's going in this vehicle over here. And it's not a bunch of young punks. Uh, they look like uh, mature, grown-up adults, and uh, 
They've, uh, yeah, they've decided, uh, I think they're pouring them into not Dixie cups, but little plastic cups. Oh, it's going to be an interesting day up here at the Capitol if they're already sipping champagne in the parking lot. So let's get back to what your legislators will tell you or say to you if they know, and they do know, that most of you are not paying attention any more than one or two days a year. So one of the things they're going to say is, well, I filed a bill on every single uh, priority. Therefore, I am lined up with the priorities. Well, that's a good thing. What's he doing with the rest of the bill once it gets filed? Because it's not like it's being set onto a conveyor belt. It, you would think that, you know, you file a bill and it goes onto a conveyor belt and just keeps moving. It, it doesn't. You file a bill and it sits there until you push it. It sits there until you do something about it. And one of the things you can do is uh, start gathering sponsors for it or co-signers, co-authors, authors, co-authors to it. Um, that's real, and, and that just is a matter of knocking doors, going around to your other legislators and saying, hey, I've got this bill, will you sign on to it? Because the more uh, bills that are, the more people that sign on to a bill, the more people that co-author it, the more likely it is to get movement up at the Capitol. And so one thing that, that you're going to hear that, they'll say, well, Mr. Long, I filed a, I filed a bill on every single priority. And then maybe at the end of the session, if that bill didn't get through, they'll say, this is what they'll say, I promise you, you'll hear this. I've heard it over and over. They'll say, well, I filed that bill, and, you know, it just it just didn't stand a chance this year, Mr. Long. And I, I filed that bill right away. In fact, it was the, the first bill I filed, but it's um, it, this just isn't the right year. This just uh, – it, it didn't get any movement. It didn't get picked up. Uh, you know, Phelan didn't put it into a committee. They're going to tell you all these things that all it, all they had to do was file it, and that the pro, the reason it didn't get through was you know someone else's uh, fault or what have you. No, the reason any bill does or does not get through is solely up to the author. The author can the author of a bill, a representative could file one bill and fight like hell for that bill all year and push that bill through, and I would be happier with that representative who filed one bill and made sure it got all the way through than I would with a representative who filed a couple of hundred bills and then just says, yep, I filed a bill on that. I'm sorry, I can't tell you why it didn't make it through. They know why it didn't make it through. So just filing a bill, and you're going to hear this, so be ready. When they say, I filed it but didn't go anywhere, just go on what will... How many co-sign, how many co-authors did you get on it? How many sponsors did you get on it? In fact, you can watch that progress. You don't even have to wait. What you can do is if your uh, representative has filed a bill and you want to see uh, uh, how it's going, you can check in every couple of days and, and uh, go to that bill, and it'll tell you who the co-signers are or who the co-authors are or the, uh, uh, the sponsors are, and as they get added, those names will appear there. Um, one of the things that we tried to get past in uh, the, the rules this year was a rule that any uh, any bill with 76 uh, 
sponsors or authors or co-authors on it would automatically go to the floor um, and because 76 is a majority. And uh, we've had bills like that that didn't even get heard who had 76 authors, believe it or not. Um, our original open carry bills like that several sessions ago did uh, had that, had um, bills on uh, constitutional carry with 76 signers, and they didn't even get a hearing, and yet they would have passed with a majority on the floor. Um, judging people, judging the fruit of people. Um, this is uh, coming from Luke 13, <clears throat> 6 through 9. And uh, let's see where we go. It says, and he began telling this parable, a man planted a fig tree. You've heard this parable. In fact, I read it a couple of weeks ago. And uh, and he said three years after he planted it, there wasn't any fruit. So uh, the owner of the field says, let's cut this thing down. And uh, the vineyard worker said, I'll tell you what, I've got an idea. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to uh, do some things around the base of it. I'm going to work on the soil. I'm going to put some fertilizer in there. And I'm going to give it one more chance. And uh, if it bears fruit, then fine. But if not, cut it down. I feel very strongly the same way about what we have with our legislators up here in Texas. Um, after visiting with uh, Kyle Biederman during his first year and realizing what those guys go through, guys and gals go through on on their first year as a legislator, um, it's, uh, it's a mess. And uh, it's real easy to get lost in that process. It's real easy to really not ever be sure where you're at and, and, and not be as effective in that first uh, session that you're a legislator. And so um, I'm, I, I have to watch them bear fruit. So some of our representatives in the Hill Country have been serving quite a few years. And you can look at their fruit. And uh, how, how is their fruit? Is it uh, fresh and good or is it... Um, sour and ugly. Um, those who just got in this year, we're going to give them a chance, going to work with them during the session, make sure on key votes that they end up in the right place. But I'm going to pass judgment not on the first two votes, which many people are already talking about. The first two votes last week, last Tuesday and Wednesday, there are folks already passing judgment on representatives you got to you've got to back off a little bit you need to give them a chance we need to see them bear fruit and um you can help bear fruit you can be the fertilizer you can be the one that digs around like it says in Luke 13 and 8 he says I'm going to dig around there and put some fertilizer you can be the one that does that and help these through but you got to be engaged you got to be plugged in so get with your tea party your republican grassroots club wherever you can, get engaged. And, folks, um, we'll be back in the studio with you tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, thank you so very much for listening to the Matt Long Show. And uh, we'll see you all manana. <laughs>